Hey friends, it's DGS on DHP, now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, Mark Graham. So today's episode is with Jeff Lassine after 10 years of faithful ministry at Selwood Church. Uh, Jeff will tell the story of how we got connected to him and what the Lord has taught him over these last 10 years. I trust you'll be encouraged. It's funny that we had this conversation with Jeff because as we were thinking about it, I realized we never did this with Michael after five or 10, or maybe we'll do it at year 13 or no, we already passed that 14, 14 years with Michael, but here's 10 years with Jeff. Enjoy. Jeff Lassine, welcome to the Disciple Hinson podcast. I know you're a loyal listener. <laughs> it's good um, to be here. Uh, so you've been on the podcast before. I don't remember what we talked about, but I'm sure it was awesome. Man, I don't life remember. Life-changing. Yeah. But uh, some, not everybody will know who you are. So why don't you give uh, the quick introduction to who is Jeff Lassine? Yes. Uh, let's see. I married 20 years yesterday. So maybe one of the most important things to know about me is that I am. Uh, Happy anniversary. Been, thank you. Did yeah. you guys do anything fun? Uh, we will. We're going to go to, uh, we're going to be gone for a week, just the two of us. Wow. And that hasn't happened. Uh, we have not been away, just the two of us, for a week in over 18 years. So uh, we've been maybe for two days in the sure, last 18 sure, years. So sure. this is a big deal. We've really been looking forward to it. So, nice. Yeah. Well, other than being married, other to than Chelsea being married for yeah. 20 years, so what else I'm do also we need a Christian, which is uh, even more important than that. Um, and uh, yeah, so came to know the Lord. Um, he rescued me from sin and death uh, in year 2000. And so I was 18 years old at that point and uh, already living out out from the house and out from my parents' roof. And uh, God graciously rescued me, revealed the beauty of Christ to me. My life's been changed ever since. Um, and I'm a pastor at Selwood Church in uh, South Portland, uh, just on the east side of the river. Uh, and that's a church that was started in 1904. So we're going to be celebrating our 120 years here in March as a church. So this uh, is a big year for Selwood. Your it's a big year. And, and then, then my 10 year at the church. Yeah. yeah. So I've been, I've been there for 10 years. Uh, and we have four kids and, uh, my oldest, this is her first year in college. So a lot of transitions and, uh, and different things. So, yeah. And uh, how did we, we being Henson, mm -hmm. get connected to you, Jeff? Yeah, yeah. That's I love to remember that story because I just really do feel like God's fingerprints are uh, clearly on all of that, on how I got to know uh, first Michael and Jeff Chang, and then also you. Uh, so I was at Bethlehem. Uh, Baptist Church. I was uh, studying there uh, at the seminary, um, getting both my MDiv and my THM. I was serving on staff in the South Campus, overseeing the young adult ministry, which is the high school ministry there. Um, and I was nearing the end of my time uh, at uh, there as far as my studies um, and trying to figure out if, if I was going to stay there or if I was going to move on. 
You're from um, like Chicago land area. Chicago area, so you know closer to that area right. than than out here. Right. Um, and but we spent time here. My wife's from uh, Oregon, McMinnville. Uh, McMinnville, right? Yeah, good memory. And uh, yeah, so and we we spent time here. I graduated from Multnomah University. Um, and this was uh, pre Bethlehem days. Pre Bethlehem. So we 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 thought that we might want to come back here to this area, but weren't. Uh, hundred uh, percent certain. Um, but I went out to a nine marks weekender, uh, and, uh, met with Mark. It was actually, uh, maybe the second or third time that just brief conversation, uh, with him. But, uh, by that point I knew I wanted to do church revitalization. I knew that I wanted to, uh, move on from Bethlehem. Some my ecclesiology was changing in, in, in different ways. Uh, and and he, uh, and I mentioned Portland, I mentioned that I was looking at Portland and he pointed me to Michael Lawrence. And so I wrote Michael an email when I got back to Minneapolis, I think this was my, the end of my third year and it's a four year program. Mm. Um, or maybe it was the beginning of my, my fourth year. I don't know. Um, and, uh, I'm terrible with timelines, but emailed him, uh, like my, a sermon and my, uh, uh, my resume, resume yeah. and, and just said, Hey, do you have any, do you know of any opportunities? I met, I met Mark Dever. Do you know of any opportunities there in Portland area? And then, uh, he got back to me and said, actually, we've been talking with this church in Selwood. Let's talk. Um, and so I met with him and Jeff Chang virtually, I think it was Skype. I think we actually oh, did yeah. Skype, remember yeah. the Skype days. I don't even know if they still have Skype, but that was what everyone used back then. And so we Skyped and, uh, and a couple weeks after that, uh, I flew out here actually to, uh, just meet my whole family flew out here. Cool. Um, so everything happened pretty quickly after that and, uh, just began a, a partnership and a friendship with Henson and the pastors here. So when you flew out that first time, did you guys visit Selwood? Did did you go to church a service there? You know, do you remember? And, and this is this is reaching back into my very uh, failed memories. That's here. why we thought it'd be good to do a podcast just centered on <laughs> timeline and memories with with two people who really struggle who to remember struggle anything other than. But um, it was either in, during that trip or a trip uh, shortly after that that I did visit. Selwood without, uh, so Selwood Baptist church with Jeff Chang, just me and Jeff Chang. Okay. And on a Sunday morning, uh, without them knowing that I was uh, potentially interested in being the next pastor there. Right. The uh, incognito visit. In incognito visit. Um, yeah. And I do remember that visit. I don't remember when it was, but I do remember. The what visit. do you remember about the visit? Would you remember your first impressions? Did you be like, yeah, were you like, yeah, revitalization? I got this. this well, be great. You know, I mean, I did have this very romantic view of, I, you know, I, I knew I wanted to pastor a smaller church. I knew that I wanted to pastor in a strategic area of Portland and it checked both those boxes and, um, you know, and, and I, I had a pretty romantic view of it. There were definitely things that stood out to me like, well, this is going to be a lot of work, mm -hmm. uh, if the Lord calls me here, but I was mainly eager and, and most of the kind of 
maybe things that would slow down some people and say, Ooh, what about that? What about that? That's, that wasn't quite my mindset as much at that point. Sure. Um, but, but they were a gospel preaching church. One of the things I remember the most is, uh, I mean, yeah, the, the former pastor's faithful guy, uh, and Mike Wilson. And I, and I just remember, I remember him and meeting him and really being impressed with his gospel faithfulness, his fidelious care for the church. And then, um, that the fact that there was only one other family with children there. Like I didn't bring my children the first time, but there was only one family with children. Average age at that point was probably in the seventies. Uh, so there's a lot of people in their eighties and nineties, um, a few people in their sixties and fifties, but not many people in their forties or below. And how many people total? Uh, 25, 30. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so then you you decided you're going to go for this. You're going to you're going to move to move your family to Portland from Minneapolis. And you guys came and did. Didn't you do the internship or the residency here at Henson in 2012, fall 2012? Is that right? That sound right ish. 2000. Hmm. Or was it 2014? It was 2014. No, 2013. 2013. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fall of tw- 2013. That's why we have yeah, these yeah. podcasts is to reach, <laughs> reach back and figure it out. Um, and did you, was there any point during the internship where I'm going to throw you a curveball? Sure. Where you thought maybe this thing with Selwood's not going to work out? Um, not really. And, and <laughs> maybe, maybe, I mean, I was always a little bit nervous, you know, just wanting some security. Cause when, when Chelsea and I moved out here and, and Michael was pretty straightforward about this and just saying like, Hey, there's no guarantees. Like, and, and so I just, I, I had, uh, already, uh, two kids, three kids at that point. Uh, and Chelsea was pregnant with our fourth. I remember. Uh, and right, right, right. So three, three children, Chelsea's pregnant with our fourth. I just almost completed my second master's degree, just done a, uh, you know, a four year apprenticeship already been on, uh, the pastoral staff of a church. And then Michael and, and, and Michael's basically saying, yeah, you should come out here and do this internship Mm -hmm. without really any guarantee of what was going to come next. And mm-hmm. so that was a big, and, and, and he was straightforward. Yeah, this is good. This, there's a risk. There's no guarantees of how, how this is going to work out. I, I want to get to know you some. Um, and you know, so there was, we had to put some skin in the game and there was a lot of prayer and counsel that we got on the front end of that. And then a number of people that were very supportive of us, uh, even financially to be able to make that happen mm-hmm. that believed in, uh, us doing ministry out here in Portland. Mm-hmm. And, and so we were able to sustain our family. That's great. Um, so I want to think about the reason why we're doing this conversation is it, like you said, it's been 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking back at how it all came together in God's providence. Um, I'm going to ask kind of a bigger question here. Why did you want to revitalize? Hmm. Why go to a struggling, smaller, older church when you could have been looking perhaps at a church that's larger in the suburbs, you know, flourishing in different ways? What, it, what was it about your thinking that made you want to pastor a church like Selwood, the way that you even just described it Mm -hmm. at the beginning. Well, by this, 
point of my studies and ministry and walk as a Christian, I had really become, uh, started to really love and deeply the church, just the, the local church in general and God's design for it. And, um, was fascinated by it and God's plan for the local church and what it should be. And, and, you know, as a young theologian, as a young person that's, you know, studying God's word and idealistic in ministry, just wanting the church to be all that it could be. And, um, that was part of the, my desire to pastor a, a smaller church, seeing how difficult it is to kind of turn the ship in a, in a bigger church and to develop, um, uh, the kind of community, uh, the kind of culture in a church that, uh, really embraces God's vision for the church as spelled out in scripture. And, uh, more than wanting to pastor a big church. I wanted to pastor a church that was really living as the church mm. and that was really pursuing that. And, and, and that was my dream. Mm. Um, and so I, I just, and, and I, and I saw that easier to do with a smaller church and more possible to live out with a smaller church. I don't, I think it can totally be done with bigger churches. Um, and, uh, but, but that's why I, I wanted to do that. Tell us something you've learned in the last 10 years. Oh my. Uh, something about maybe about the Lord, mm -hmm. about the church, about yourself, any, any lessons as you reflect on the ups and downs yeah. mm -hmm. of the last 10 years. Yeah. Of pastor. A few, a few lessons, uh, that's come to the top of my head. And probably if I was thinking of this longer, I would, I would come up with different ones, but I'll trust the providence of God in this is that, um, one is I did, learn, uh, lessons about leadership and about sometimes, you know, with a smaller church, capable people will come and, and, um, integrate with the church and you want to give them responsibility and leadership right away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and because you're just excited that they're there almost and sometimes even to en entice them and keep them engaged. Sure. Uh, but I've learned that it's really healthy and good for everybody. If you don't give in to that desire, if you let even very capable people say, why don't you just stick around and enjoy the ministry and serve as a member and serve in different ways until this kind of plays out naturally. Hmm. That's, that's maybe one of the harder lessons that I've learned over time. Hmm. Um, uh, another lesson that I've learned and I was told this, um, from the get go. And I read, read books on this, but I believe it now more than ever is that, uh, really the ministry of the word is, uh, central to the life and health of a church. Hmm. And I believe that now more than ever. Hmm. Um, and I think, um, you know, I don't regret any time that I've given to the ministry of the word. Um, if, if anything, I regret not um, spending more time, uh, especially in those earlier days, studying, uh, and preparing sermons and, um, and, and really giving my full attention to that. How has your preparation and your preaching changed in 10 years or your, your, you know, for ministry of the word, whether yeah. preaching or teaching? 
Well, I definitely give more time to preparation, uh, than I did then. Um, I talk about that because I would have for, I think for many guys, it would be the opposite as they become more accustomed to, And, and probably that's the way it should go to some degree that you, as you grow in proficiency and you already have this kind of disciplined, uh, study in the beginning, but there were so many other needs in the church. I had to develop so many things and I was working more than I should, um, doing things that didn't have to do with the preaching ministry of the church. And I just felt like I had to. And, and I think there's a degree of truth to that, but I wish I would have exercised more self-discipline in, in carving out that time, um, in, in protecting that sermon prep time. So uh, now that the church is more in a healthier spot, there's more people doing different things. There's more people partnering with me in pastoral ministry, and I can give more time uh, to studying God's word. And then, and then, so that's the preparation, the preaching act itself has Chelsea or any longtime members or even you yourself noticed yeah. any differences in, uh, Jeff Lacine preaching at Selwood in year one versus now. Boy, I sure hope so. I mean, <laughs> I, I think that's, I think it's true. Um, and, uh, I, that's my number one goal over the next 10 years too, is to be a better preacher in 10 years than I am today. And, um, and I say number one goal, it's probably not my number one goal, but it's a, it's a top goal as far as ministry goes. Um, and yeah, I think that the one uh, thing is I, I preach hopefully more unified sermons that are really seeking to persuade or argue one thing from a text or are working to do that better. I think that I've grown in application, though that's still something that I, I feel like uh, I, I'm continuing to need to develop. Um, uh, and, and textual instincts, uh, especially around narrative literature, um, and understanding, uh, texts better and, and understanding how the Bible works more and just looking and wrestling with scriptures more. Um, and, and, you know, as a younger theologian, I think that it's really easy to, to, preach theological sermons, doctrinal sermons, and not textual sermons. And so I think my, my sermons have become more textual rather than just kind of extrapolating the theology or the doctrine in a particular text and then teaching that doctrine Mm. and, uh, but actually teaching and preaching and persuading by means of the text. Mm. Um, so I hope those are ways that I've grown. I, I think they are. What are the, some ways you feel like the church has grown? Oh man, I, I, first I just want to say, I love my church, uh, and it's harder and harder to ever even think about what it would be like to leave the church, um, because they, um, they're godly people that love God's word, um, that want to see their neighbors come to Christ, uh, that want to see their family members come to Christ. They're, they're, they're praying people. Um, they care for me and my family so much. Um, and, um, you know, with any church with big transitions, um, the church was adapted to, especially a smaller church where the pastor plays a central role. 
right? So the church kind of adapts to a ministry of a pastor. And when a new pastor comes in, it's just hard for some people. And, and again, you know, I was a bit clunky with some of the leadership changes. Um, that's maybe another one of the regrets I have is I think that I could have been more patient with people and, and, um, paced myself a little bit better in those early days. Um, but, uh, I, I have no doubt that the majority of that early church still loved uh, the Lord and loved his word. Uh, but I, what I can say for sure uh, now with the, the church that, that is Selwood Church today is that they do love love God, love his word, and they love, love one another and love me. Mm. Um, mm. So mm. those are ways that they've grown. Uh, as, you, as you look back and reflect on the last 10 years, Jeff, what are you thankful for that the Lord gave you maybe wisdom for, or just what, what do you find yourself thanking the Lord for, uh, mm. some of the, some of those things you already mentioned, but anything to add in terms of just gratitude? Yeah, uh, definitely perseverance. I mean, there, there have been times at certain pinch points where, you know, it, it's, I don't want to relate it too much to marriage. It's a different thing, but in marriage too, I'm thinking about 20 years of marriage. I'm thinking about 10 years with the church. You get to certain pinch points, difficulties, and you can't taste the sweetness that's beyond those difficulties unless you per persevere. And, uh, in the covenant of marriage, it's, it's obviously there's sin involved when we decide to, uh, not, continue or when we don't, when we can't continue, there's some, there's some sin involved that, uh, it brings about the dissolution of a marriage. It's not always true when someone is leaving a church and there's no, someone, no one's tied to the church in the same way, but I, I still think that longevity and persevering with a church brings about some sweetness on the other end of that. So I'm grateful for that perseverance. I think every time I've by God's grace done that, I'm glad that I did. Um, also, uh, just God's wisdom in, and kindness in bringing the right people at the right time for encouragement, for ministry, especially with a smaller church. You're, it's easy to constantly be worried, well, if this, I know this key family doesn't want to leave, but something could happen where they do leave. Mm -hmm. And what would we do then? What, what would happen at that point? And every time that there's been a need, the Lord has met our needs uh, just at the right time. Not, not always in the, you know, way that I'm not, I mean, sometimes it's stressful. Sometimes there's difficulty, but he's always brought that encouragement and, and, and through other saints. And so, uh, just counting on relying on the Lord and his faithful provision, this is his church and he cares for the church. So um, those are a few things. I have two questions left yeah. for you, Jeff, or you can answer either or of them or both if you want. One, um, if I didn't, and I didn't prepare you for either of these, okay. uh, any funny stories of life together with, uh, with the church over the last 10 years where maybe you thought to yourself like, oh, seminary didn't prepare me for this situation. Or um, so, yeah, any, any like anecdote, from sure. the last 10 years that just comes to mind. I know every time somebody asks me a question like that, my mind goes, yeah, blank, yeah. No, blank. that's okay. And yeah. then the other one would be just anything you want to say to the people of Henson. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Thank you for asking both those questions. So the first one, um, I mean, I can, I'll go to early days in the church. Um, when it, it must've been 
I was maybe there for three months and working too much, uh, trying to figure out still the building, all the dynamics, trying to figure out, you know, who pays for the light bill, like all of that stuff and, uh, getting notices sometimes that the light bill wasn't getting paid. And, uh, I remember walking downstairs and then f hearing some sloshing beneath my feet and it was, there was just water everywhere. And, and just water, I mean, pouring into the church, it was, it was awful. And I just thought for a moment, I have no idea. Like I, it was near the end of the week. I forget whether, I don't want to exaggerate and say it was a Saturday, but it was near the end of the week. Um, and it could have been a Saturday for, uh, I don't, I don't uh, remember the exact day, but I just remember thinking, I have no idea uh, who takes care of this. Uh, there wasn't the people in place to take care of that. And so, uh, you know, I had to figure out who to call, what to do and, uh, and, and, you know, all of that. And so that so what, what, seminary did not prepare. Me for what that. happened with the flooding? <laughs> well, the we, we needed a new roof. So okay. within the next, within the next, uh, three months, one of my first actions at a members meeting was to make a motion that we need to spend $75,000 of our dwindling savings on, on a new roof. So, uh, yeah. Wow. So, so second question. Did that motion pass? Yeah. <laughs> it passed. We have there was the we, evidence that it was needed. It's still yes, yes, yes. Everyone was in agreement that okay. it, it needed to happen. Okay. Um, yeah. So second question. What would I want to say to Hinson? First, I want to say thank you, um, Hinson, in ways more than I'm sure most of the members realize. Even if you do remember the time when me and my family were here, a part of a part of this church, um, Henson has been a huge part of our story personally as a family and getting established out here and being in ministry out here. Uh, and that that's through the generosity and intentionality of Hinson in thinking about how to put people like me to good use in gospel ministry. Um, and, and for their way of, of just modeling a church, uh, modeling a healthy church and, uh, and doing that. And the way that I continue to see Hinson growing in that. So first I would just say, uh, thank you. Uh, the, when you lend your pastors to do ministry, uh, for, for guys that you're not to, to guys that you're not going to keep here at the church and aren't going to uh, benefit just your, you as a church, um, that is a gospel love towards Christians and other places and other cities and really across the globe. I know that you guys have served in that way. So, um, so I would just say, keep that up, keep that vision. Uh, thank you for your service and encouragement. And, and even beyond that with our, uh, the way that we've been established at Selwood, we've loved the, the continued relationship, uh, that we have with Henson and the way that you guys have continued to serve us. And we hope to, be, it, that that it's mutual uh, and going forward that we can be of service to you too. It's been a joy, brother, to be partnered with you and with Selwood Church. Um, and we're so thankful as we look back to how the Lord and his providence, you know, that, that you happened to share with Mark that you were hoping to maybe do a, do a work in Portland, which triggered his mind to think mm -hmm. of Michael and then that it, you know, all the things that happened that worked out yeah. for, for you to come out here, do mm -hmm. the residency and, uh, and then that the Lord has sustained your ministry mm -hmm. and sustained the witness of, 
of Selwood Church over the last 10 years. Yeah. Uh, so we thank God for you. We pray for you guys regularly. And uh, yeah, we hope it continues. Yeah. Amen. Thanks. Amen.